You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to Too Smart for This. It is I, your host, Alexis Barber, and I am so excited to share the conversation that I had today with you. I am so happy to be joined by my friend from TikTok, as well as just my new friend, Cole. We had a great conversation today, and I think it's really fun to bring on different types of creators and different types of careers onto the podcast so that you all can get a wider range of what's possible for you too. So Cole is a writer, and I found that really inspiring because I think writers are sort of the most underrated artists out there because writing is so, I think, I think writing is so much more difficult than doing something like creating video content. And I feel that it's such a beautiful thing and sort of an art that is underappreciated. So it was really nice to hear his experience with that. I also found that hearing his experience with losing and going no contact with his mom was really impactful for those of us who don't always have the most smooth family experiences. It's important to sort of bring awareness to that. I know when I was growing up, I felt that I was the only person who had a crazy family. And it's really nice to hear that other people, how other people are navigating that and recognizing that the people around them are just humans and also just dealing with creating your own family and creating your own experiences and as an adult. So before we get started, here's a little background on Cole. Cole, aka Cashmere Tote, is a writer and creator based in Brooklyn and LA. His content focuses on joy derived from everyday experiences, fashion, art, friends, and the pursuit of love in the city. Cole is also the founder of Geneva Group Chat Encyclopedias and Training, a safe space for lovers of fashion and clothes to increase their fashion literacy. Previous brand partners include Coach, Amazon Luxury Stores, HBO Max, Geneva, Meta, and more. And so let's get started with my conversation with Cole. Welcome to Too Smart for This. I'm so excited to talk to you. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Anytime. I'm so happy that you're in New York. Oh, me too. Yeah, we originally met in LA. We did. We did. Yeah, what a time. The lovely brunch in WeHo. Yes. As, as we do. At the like at the WeHo brunch spot. The spot. The spot. <laughs> and how long have you lived in LA now? Oh my gosh, it's been. I just did the math. It's been seven months officially, Ooh. and I want to do like a six month anniversary something. Yeah. And I completely missed it, so we're celebrating seven months now. That's because you're busy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time flies. Seven months. Wow. And for anyone who's like interested in New York versus LA, what's your take? What's your favorite? Oh my god, it's so hard to describe. I truly can't pick a favorite. What I've been saying is LA is really good for me right now. Mm. I love New York. I love the pace, the energy, the people, the fashion. And LA is great too. It's just a little more relaxed, a much slower pace. That's what I felt and like that's why I think I will probably like end up there. Mm -hmm. I think right now I have to be in New York and then in like 
after business school, I think yeah. I'm going back yeah. there because I loved it so I much. I wasn't sure how long I would last in LA, but I can see myself camped out there for a couple of years. Yeah, it's And so then nice. Bicoastal is obviously the dream. Long term. <laughs> Long term. We're going to get there. One day. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so I like to start off with a few rapid fire questions just so anyone who like might not know who you are can get a little glimpse. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, what is your big three in astrology? My victory in astrology, I'm a Gemini sun, Pisces, moon, and Leo rising. Ooh, Chaotic okay. mix. A lot of emotions. A lot of emotions. <laughs> but it actually makes a lot of sense. When's your birthday? June 11th. June 11th. Okay, lovely. I vibe with a lot of Geminis because I'm a Sagittarius, so okay. like opposite. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense. My boyfriend is a Gemini. I love to hear that because I don't stand for Gemini slander. I mean, definitely <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but what can, I, what can I say as a Sagittarius? We ha- true. <laughs> you we know, have our, we both have our moments. Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Coming hot. Mm-hmm. Love to see it. Okay. What is your hometown and where do you live now? My hometown is Teaneck, New Jersey, Bergen County, little town, 15, 20 minutes over the JWB. Mm -hmm. And I am new to LA. I live in, um, on the east side. I feel like all black people are from Jersey or DC. Oh my gosh. Like the DMV. (laughs) I'm from a really like diverse in the truest sense town. Yeah. Like black people, Spanish people, Asian people, like everyone was there. And a strong Jewish population also in that town. I feel like Jersey has it all. Everything. It's crazy. Everything. Okay, what's something about your personality that makes you feel really smart? I am good with words. My full-time professional background in occasions. And then on the side, I write for some magazines. So I'm a words girl. I love it. (laughs) I feel like I saw you did a TikTok recently where where you were saying like writing is so underrated. Oh my gosh. And I was thinking about how... It really is because yeah. I feel like everyone is like, oh, I want to be a creator. I want to create this or create that. But I feel like if you're really writing, mm-hmm. that shit is so difficult. And to like no, really yeah. get people invested in that at a time when we like don't pay attention yeah, to things. For sure. I think writing is definitely in for 2023. I've been saying it's in for years. Wow. I struggle sometimes with creative work because I don't think video first. Mm. I feel so awkward on camera. But writing is my jam for sure. Yeah. That just feels like home. Good. I'm, I'm excited to read what you write. Oh, absolutely. Okay, to get back to rapid fire, which I never do rapidly. Um, <laughs> what is something about your personality or like a characteristic that makes you feel superficial? But like in a good way, as in you're a material girl. I can put together a fit. Period. I will say. I, like, I do like my walk. A lot. Mm. Well, so they have a nice walk. Good. Yeah. I'm going to watch you now. (laughs) Okay. What is your most important self-care practice? This is a new one, but I stretch in the mornings now. Yeah. So I do. I am a pretty, like, active person. I go for runs every day and I go to the gym. But, like, I mean, that's new, though. The (laughs) running is very new. I was not doing that in New York. In L.A., it's like... Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I stretch in the mornings now, like move my body. Nice. Try to have some positive thoughts. That's good. Yeah. I might have to get on that. I also feel like I'm like losing my flexibility as I get oh, older. Yeah. And oh, for sure. Just five minutes. Goes, okay. a, goes a long way. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay, last one is, what is the worst advice you have ever received? I don't think I really get bad advice often. 
Okay, so this, this may not be advice specifically, but for me, it's more of an understanding that every piece of advice and every recommendation doesn't work for everyone. And that can apply to style recommendations, how to create your content, financial advice, like it, nothing is cookie cutter. So that I do think is funny when I'm like, when I see these videos that are like, do this thing, do that thing. Like, it's not going to work for everyone. Exactly. hundred you know? yeah. percent. I think that's what being online has taught me the most is like, you have yeah. to just be very secure in your choices because yes. there's going to be a lot of chaotic discourse. Yes. And <laughs> take take everything with a grain of salt. Um, you can't just hear it in the ether and apply it to yourself. Yeah. I think uh, I used to do that a lot growing up with like Twitter, like, and oh, Tumblr. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. when I was in my formative years, I was like, oh, if, if they said it on here, it must be true. Yeah. And it's like not the case. No, 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 no. That's not how these things work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So I kind of want to do a special like rapid fire with you based on uh -huh. like your content and what you do yeah. like and ask your favorites of the following things so like you said you work in PR you work alongside a lot of different brands celebrities etc and you're you're a fashion girl obviously I'd like mm -hmm. to know your favorite designer brand like overall you okay. could do contemporary you could do old it's up to you I'll go with my New York friends are Theophilio and Loir, mm -hmm. for sure. And a new fave, they're not new, but a new fave for me, uh, Simone Rocha. I saw, I've, yeah. I've been seeing them everywhere. <laughs> yeah, okay. I love, I'm so inspired by them. Good, okay. Yeah. What's your favorite PR relationship? Uh, we're talking like celebrity, celebrity PR, PR okay. relationship. My mind immediately went to which um, PR agency do you like the most? <laughs> I have an for that. But I'm like, why would you ask that? Okay, favorite celeb PR relationship. I think he just said this isn't the case, but I thought they were really cute. Shawn Mendes and Sabrina Carpenter. Oh. Yeah. So they were like uh, spotted mm. at the Vanity Fair the Oscars party? after party. Um, like getting yeah. into a little car together. I was like, I thought that was planting of the relationship. Yeah. But he said in an interview that that's not, they're not dating. So I really like her. I think she's, well, she's gorgeous, obviously. Yeah, she's and super fun yeah. and smart. And he's, I am now appreciating him as an attractive person. I never thought that was the case until like this year. Yeah. But they, they're kind of cute together. I don't know. They kind of are. Yeah. I, I just firmly believe he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. And if he is, we will welcome him with open arms. <laughs> Period. <laughs> okay, do you have a all-time like dream designer bag? I would go with just a Jackie bag. Oh, good. Yeah. I like that. I think so. Love to see it. Yeah. Okay, and finally, your favorite recent niche scandal in like an internet sub oh community you might have been a part of. Scandal. I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't a part of this, thankfully. But I was enjoying all of the Michaela discourse. I hate to say it. Yeah. I hate to say it. But that was just like, girl, what were you thinking? That was crazy. And I do feel for her because I can't imagine that many people chiming in on mm -hmm. a mistake of yours, and it clearly was intentional, but a mistake. But yeah, I just love that people had a, people had a POV on that one. So many. Sure. Yeah. That was crazy. I truly feel like the, but I mean, like she came, I feel like it's a indicative that like 
cancel culture or whatever isn't necessarily real because I still feel like she's going to be doing okay and still getting brand. For sure. Yeah, I feel like once you get a certain amount of followers, it's kind of hard to break you. Yeah, and and her follower count compared to the number of people who were, you know, expressing their opinion on that snafu, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so minuscule. Exactly. But, you know. Okay, so I would love to know a little bit about your background. Yeah. Starting with, like, maybe college. We have a lot of listeners who span yes. from, like, college age to, like, mid-30s. So I'd yeah. like to hear. Of course. Well, I... Okay, so I went to school, a tiny school in Jersey. I'm a Jersey boy mm-hmm. called Ramapo, teeny tiny liberal arts school. And I actually studied design and interactive media. I thought I wanted to be... The dream job at the time was, like, creative director at GQ at some Ooh. point. And my first design job was, like, I was interning for Pharrell's Billionaire Boys Club. I was, like, an e-commerce design intern mm-hmm. in Soho. And I loved everyone that worked there. I loved the company, but I hated designing. It just wasn't my thing. Mm-hmm. And then I started to pursue opportunities in marketing and communications and roundabout way of work, uh, working full-time now in PR and marketing. Got it. That makes sense. Okay, so was there something in, like, your childhood that made you, like, want to go for that? Um, I mean, growing up in Jersey, like, what was that? I think I was always attracted to the creative space in general and, you know, design. I took a design class in high school randomly. I was pretty good at it. And, you know, when you're good at something, you're encouraged to pursue it. So that's what I did. But kind of where communications come from, I don't know. I just... I love words. I love stories. I I won't call myself a storyteller because I hate that <laughs> cliche. <laughs> Everyone's but, you know, saying it. Everyone's these days. a storyteller. And I, I just have this appreciation for communications and media um, being able to influence public perception on any given thing or topic. It's I think it's so powerful. I watched Scandal, like everyone else when I was younger. I thought Olivia Pope was the coolest person ever. Literally. And now that's what like we as PR comms people do to a degree. We're not, you know, with the president, but we're (laughs) (laughs) you maybe should be. Maybe maybe (laughs) one day. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god. I also was heavily influenced by Olivia Pope. Oh yeah. Um, I think we all were so great. Oh, yeah. so good. But you mentioned you write as well, so... I do. Have you always done that? No. I So writing came about in college. I had to, like, senior year, I needed a random elective. And I took creative writing because it fit in my, uh, my schedule. And I loved that class. Yeah, it was just so fun. Because all you're doing is imagining a situation, a story, and then telling people about it. Yeah, it was fantastic. That was my introduction yeah. to writing. Is it kind of like a sense of, I want to talk about like fulfillment because I feel like that's something everyone's trying to explore. Do you feel like creativity helps you like reach fulfillment or do you feel like it's sort of just an outlet way of expressing yourself? Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel fulfillment from it. I think the interesting interesting thing about writing is you're creating something from nothing. So in the same way that, you know, you know painters paint and content creators make a video, like, the, word, the story, the words didn't exist until you put them to paper. And that is, that's always been, like, really empowering as an idea for me. Have you published anything yet? Um, so like, I, in terms of, like, creative writing outside yeah. of, like, magazines? I'm only published on magazines, mainly Brooklyn Magazine's the main outlet I write for. 
And then I have my personal column, Cashmere, which I'm supposed to publish monthly, which is just on, I, I mean, my shtick is the joy derived from everyday experiences. Mm-hmm. I write about that. If someone is interested in becoming a writer, what do you recommend they do? To Just start. To, yeah. yeah. With anything, just start. My friend who's a writer, Jamal Jordan, he told me this way back when, when I was first starting. The first draft doesn't have to be good. It just has to be finished. So just get a really trash draft on paper, and then it's your job, and if you have an editor, editor's job, to refine it and make it into something worth reading. How do you get published? Ooh, um, well, there are many ways, depending on the type of work it is. I'm most familiar with fiction, so I'll just speak to that. Mm -hmm. It helps to have a finished manuscript, (laughs) a finished, cleaned, edited manuscript, and then you write what's called a query letter, where you're basically pitching your project on one page. So the synopsis, background on yourself, why this is relevant, what it's similar to, why this publishing company is a good fit for the project, and you're sending that to the publishing company's editors or agent. And then they'll, if they jive with the letter, they'll request the manuscript or the first 10 pages even sometimes. And if it's a good fit, like the writing, if the voice is strong. I feel like you just have to like, it's like applying to colleges. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a lot of like cold calling. Yeah. In a way. And then if you have relationships, obviously even better. Yeah, <laughs> like that'll if help you, you. If you know someone at a publisher or have an agent friend, like go that route. Because like with anything, relationships um, do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. I think a question about writing that I've like thought about with people is I feel like a lot of the people who write are very are, – are good at expressing like feelings mm-hmm. and sort of expressing healing in a way mm-hmm. that doesn't necessarily happen – in the same way through, like, video or something mm-hmm. like that. Do you feel like writing has helped you heal anything? And if so, what? Oh, my what? gosh. A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, the first thing I published online was it was a personal essay about my relationship with my mom. And I don't even remember, like, what called me to start writing about that, but I did. And it was just – it felt really – like special to put it out there because I think it was for a while something I was ashamed of. Oh, context. My mom that and was I. Say, let's do context. My, <laughs> my mom and I, um, we don't speak and we haven't had much of a relationship since I came out as gay like five years ago. Mm-hmm. She is great, but very religious, and her particular religion um, doesn't tolerate like mm-hmm. homosexuality, amongst many other things. So that kind of fundamentally altered like our relationship and our dynamic and so that was something that I was very ashamed of for a long time I didn't even tell my closest friends that my mom wasn't talking to me really yeah something called me to write that essay I published it and I got like this outpouring of support from people who knew me some people who didn't know me and it was just really nice to see that I yeah I'm loved yeah well yeah I think that's it's a fundamental like feeling of like not being not of not being loved that can really like mess with you. Do yeah. you feel like I, I'm surprised that you said like ashamed, honestly, because mm-hmm. I feel like there's an element of like I wouldn't be ashamed of that because of course like yeah. you know you can't change it, but I see what you mean. And I think that yeah. like it's power it's a powerful like descriptor. It's like 
if you're comparing yourself to other people, you know, and you're missing something that most people have, like, internally, I'm like, damn, like, what's wrong with me? Like, that, it was uncomfortable, for sure, but I've grown a lot since then, and writing has definitely been a facilitator for a lot of that growth. Yeah, have you felt, I guess I should say, like, how do you create your own family, you know, and create that ability Mm. to start to, to feel loved? That is a really good question, and it's especially relevant now being in the new city because that was like, mm-hmm. I mean, you know too, when yeah. you moved from New York to L.A., that was the biggest thing I was afraid of is leaving behind my community because I spent years obviously building my network, my friend group, whatever else in New York, and then to go to a new city and not have that was really daunting. Just being intentional with relationships and who I surround myself with in a new city I was telling one of my new LA friends this yesterday but I come to New York a bit for work and I make it a point even just to like not fly in or out on the weekends so I still have I want to keep those times open to creating new connections fostering them and I don't know every every weekend feels so special like I feel like it's good to be intentional about that. That's something yeah. that I feel I struggle with is like with relationship building. Yeah. I just feel for like sure. it gets like put on the back burner, which yeah. is tough. Intentional is definitely the word. What was the hardest thing with like not being able to have a relationship with your mom that you have been able to like overcome since then? So like the hardest thing that you were dealing with then, obviously you're never fully healed from that. But. Yeah. I, for, I think the hardest thing was she was like my best friend, you know, she was one of the first people I would talk to about anything. So in that sense, I felt like almost immediately the absence and how heavy it was. Mm -hmm. But like with anything, it just gets easier over time, honestly. And with therapy, like with therapy, with like, I had my little, I had (laughs) mantras at one point, like I'm loved, I'm special. I am, you know, just to help change my own thinking of myself. I'm happy for you that, that you've overcome that and are feeling better yeah. now. Yeah. I have good friends, too. Like, yeah. My friends love me, so. That's good. Chosen family, to use your word. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like building that is still, is very daunting for people in New York, Oh, though. for sure. It, or in any city, it's daunting. And, I mean, in New York, especially, things happen so quickly that it's harder to carve out, like, meaningful relationships Mm -hmm. it's a little easier i'm finding in la i agree yeah i saw your post about that i kind of agreed it's so i don't know how the why it's easier but which confused me because you've probably heard this too like people say oh people in la are so fake and this is that and that exists for sure but the people that i have found have all been so special and kind Mm -hmm. oh i agree i found that even though i had more friends in new york i feel like my Friends in LA were definitely more specific. I think they were more me, I guess. Like, I felt like I I bonded with them so much more quickly, and I felt like they were, yeah, closer than I thought that I could be to someone who I've like known for three months, you know? I have, of course, great friends in New York too, but had a lot of um, like surface level friendships here. Same. Other based on industry and events and going out and um, that's not necessarily the case for my new friends 
What do you look for in a friend, and what's the worst quality you think a friend can have? What do I look for in a friend? Someone that makes me feel comfortable, someone that's fun, knows who they are, has a point of view, the worst quality. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> people who are liars, <laughs> people who aren't secure in themselves. Yeah, that's the big one. That That is a really big one. And I think that is the common thread, I think, in some friendships that have dissolved over the years like it's there, there was just, there wasn't security I think yeah on their part I agree I think that's a big lesson I learned like last year is like yeah I can't be friends with insecure people yeah it's really hard like, and that's why with people I'm friends with now like I want you to know who you are and I want you to stand like 10 toes down in that like and that's attractive yeah <laughs> in, in general you know yeah, the confidence. We're, ta- we're talking about confidence. Exactly, about <laughs> confidence. Yeah. Do you feel like, obviously being young and in New York mm-hmm. is tough on its own. You have to build your own confidence. But then yeah. on top of that, not having the guidance of a family with you, how do you feel like you built your personal confidence? I think to a degree it was the people that I was surrounding myself with. Mm-hmm. And... Interestingly, I so I lived in Hell's Kitchen in Harlem before I moved to Bed Stuy, and when I moved to Bed Stuy, it just like opened my eyes and like the type of like person I could be. Like the people that in that neighborhood specifically, and the people that I met, were so creative, so smart. They did not care about trends or what people thought of them, and so just by like being around those types of people, I think mm-hmm. so regularly that help me to develop my own personal confidence. And I still don't consider myself to be necessarily like the most confident person. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big fan of like fake it and eventually it'll become real, you know? Literally. And people like are surprised when I say like, oh yeah, I'm like not like a very confident person. Yeah, I'm surprised, yeah. Faking it, you know? Just faking it is kind of like the key to everything. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. It's like the people who who will say, oh, like, how do I get into this bar or this, like, event? Like, act like you belong there. And you <laughs> and will. Nine times out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be all right. Yeah, you'll, you'll be exactly. okay. Literally, I feel like that's that's how I started gaining my confidence in, like, boarding school. Or, like, when mm-hmm. I was a lot younger, was, like, just started acting like Blair Waldorf. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like I was definitely mean. The Blair Waldorf okay. cosplay. That's An how I did icon. it. That's oh, that's I my girl. Yeah. She's a, she's a legend. Legend. Truly her. a legend. The best. Do you have yeah. any favorite TV shows? I know that's that's not on my, oh my list, God. but I would Gossip love Girl is on the list for yes, sure. True. Gossip Girl, Sex in the City is my all time favorite. Succession I just said today, funny enough, is my number two now. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Like that ooh, that show is good. Do you watch It's so good? Oh yes, God. that's I stayed up late last night I watching. Think last night's episode was like honestly top three. They for the did whole series. so much. Yeah, there was a lot happening. The writing was impeccable. it was so good, so good. It was so good, and there wasn't a lot like physically happening in the episode, but the writing was so subtle. Like wow, like, you have I to think re-watch that's the it. best. I have to rewatch it because yeah. I watch it at night and I'm like. Asleep, yeah. and then after we no. watched in the daytime, I watched on my flight last night. Yeah, love. <laughs> like, watched, I watched at home and then on my flight, oh like my two God. times in one day. Period. That's crazy. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, thoughts. I have 
okay, I have two more like bigger questions yeah. about your personal style. So okay. you started this challenge for yourself, I guess? Yes. To- okay. So this actually came from my friend Kayla, who has a fashion zine. And she, we were having a conversation. She was interviewing me for the zine. And she, yeah, she was telling me that she does this challenge every year. She like buys, she limits herself to only purchase 12 pieces of apparel throughout the year. So clothing, accessories, shoes, bags, like 12 things. And I started it this year and it has changed my life. Oh my God. (laughs) Like truly. I was such a shopaholic and probably still am recovering. And when you you know, have some coin, it's easy to enable yourself. Like You're preaching to a Ari- choir. Literally, Ariana's like, I want it, I got it. Like, I was living that, <laughs> that, that life. That lifestyle. Um, and so this was, like, the complete 180. Like, I now I have so much intention behind all of my purchases. I've only purchased three things this year so far. Wow. I got a vintage Prada suit in Palm Springs. I got these loafers. They're Bally. Mm. Vintage shopping. Yeah. Oh, a Dion Lee tank top. Oh my God. So where do you look for clothes for inspiration? I yeah. need to know because <laughs> my man yeah. won't buy anything yeah, except yeah. a Uniqlo t-shirt. <laughs> and we're going to Europe for a month and he's yeah. going to look like shit. So I need oh help. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I need help. So I I mainly shop vintage and like secondhand. And so, I mean, I, mean, I have my favorites here, like Front General Store in the city 10-foot single West Ella Dallas, Sincerely Tommy. They're more of a boutique at Vintage, um, but great store in Bed-Stuy. And then all the flea markets in L.A. and vintage shops there. And yet people like ask, the, like, what, where do you get your inspiration from? I, It might be a combination of just runway. Like, I stock Vogue runway every time my collection's out. Yeah, I think that's helpful, too, just, like, actually – looking at for inspiration rather than yeah. just like existing and expecting it to come to yeah. you, you know, yeah. like actively being on Vogue runway is yeah. a helpful way to get into And like know what works for you and know what you feel you're best in too. Cause then you just build like a little recipe for fits. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you say, Oh, boxy blazer, I love boxy blazers on me. Like, yeah, you can snag that up. What's your, something you regret wearing a lot in the past? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I, this is current. I was looking at my Instagram the other day and like something like 90% of my photos, I'm wearing a baseball cap. Yeah. And I don't know when that became a thing for me. I, you look cute in it. I think I I do. Thank you. (laughs) But I'm going to like look back like one day and like. Every photo from my late 20s is going to have a baseball cap on. And I'm not, like, balding or anything. Like, <laughs> someone asked me to take my hat off the other day because she wanted to see if I was bald. Stop. Which was crazy. I'm like, I mean, she's great. I love her. Um, I was like, girl, like, what if I was balding? That would like, be humiliating. Yeah. Oh, my God. My hairline's intact. Period. I love to see it. And it looks good. Thank you. She's blonde now, too. Yes. Oh my God. I really like it. Yeah. I think this I'm is really fit. It. Yeah. It's fun. I like it. It's fun. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So I like the personal style inspo. I feel yeah. like that's helpful. Yeah. yeah. Like you get to create your own. You exactly. Know? Yeah. What do you, what's your goal? You're going to be, are you turning 30 or did you, are you already 30? 30 in June, June 11th. Oh my God. So what's your goal for your thirties? 
Oh my god. <laughs> just so, like, the whole decade. Okay, so my like tangible goal, I will be a published author in my early 30s. That's I'm speaking that into existence. And I just want to be I I told my friend this the other day. I don't think I've ever been happier in life. And I just want to continue that. Mm. You know, I'm really happy. I'm content. I feel good. You know? Good. Yeah. It's a good feeling. What's something you wish you would have known at like 21 that you know now? Your worst day. The worst day only lasts a day. Yeah, so things get, if you're having a bad moment, like, just know that's not the end-all, be-all. Like, it's going to get better at some point, you know? Yeah. So I think we on. forget that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so hard to have that perspective when you're in it, if you can take yourself out of it for a little bit. That, yeah, I used to struggle with thinking all of my feelings were permanent. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I will always need that no, reminder. No, I have the same. Yeah. And some people are meant to be in your life for a season. And it's okay for people to come in and out of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you try to keep everyone that comes into your life in your life, it's not good. Yeah. Not healthy. Yeah. And at that point, there's no not everyone is meant to be there, so there's no point in just yeah, trying to keep everyone exactly. there. And then no, it's okay. Literally. So obviously, you are traveling a lot for work. You yeah. work... And you write, you have this content creation. We didn't even talk about TikTok. Oh my yeah, God. Literally, look at you. We don't have to talk about <laughs> we TikTok. <laughs> it is a place. Oh my God. It's crazy. It's a thing. It's yeah. crazy out there. But that's how we met from TikTok. Yeah, that's right. I want to know how you relax. <laughs> I'm like, I'm wondering, do I even relax? Yeah. I don't sit still very often, but. I have my things that help bring me like some peace. I love to cook, and I find that to be very relaxing. I'm really into running now as well, so that's like my new uh, like de-stressor. Mm-hmm. Like if I have like a crazy day at work, I'm still gonna sign off and go for my run. Do you like meditate? Do you journal? I okay. I do journal. Yeah. I'm not very regular with it, and I used to journal every day. This is when like my mental health was like amazing. Well, or bad. <laughs> the journaling was supposed to help with my mental health. Okay. Like I was in like not a good mental place, and my therapist was like, "Let's get you journaling," and that turned me around. Like, Same. And I realize now you're getting whatever you're feeling like out of your system when you write it. Meditation. I used to as well, but yeah. not, not so much anymore. Are you someone who like texts all the time, or are you like a, when I see you no, we're, my, we're hanging? <laughs> My friends hate this about me, but I'm, like, an impromptu FaceTime person. Me too. Like, I don't... <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of one friend in particular. Like, if I call him out the blue, he lets it ring, we'll go to voicemail, and then he'll text me, are you okay? <laughs> and then he'll call me back when, uh, when he has time. But I'm just, like, I'm not a big texter. And I, mm-hmm. I think it's because I'm forgetful. Like, I'll see a text, I'll open it, and I'll forget to respond if I'm busy. In the moment. So, yeah, I'm, I'm much better on FaceTime. Same. I'm like that with my relationships, too. That's like a whole... It's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> it's crazy. And you're um, a Gemini? There are some <laughs> prospects. Ooh. But... <laughs> another New York day. Or LA. Another day. Um, For dating. 
I prefer dating in New York, and I have a couple of crushes in New York and LA presently. I like that. But New York is much easier to date. So many people, so many places. Yeah. It's just easier. And the guys are cuter, I think, in New York. Really? I think so. People ask me a lot for like my thoughts on dating. Yeah. I've never dated, so I don't yeah. know how to say it, yeah. but I just feel like it sounds ghetto. It's not. <laughs> ghetto is the word. It is not fun. Do you have advice? Know what you want and be able to articulate that, I think. Yeah. That was quick. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I've been at this game for a while. But I've done that. <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Dating, I could talk dating for a while. Ooh, I would love to do that at some point. Yeah. To help out the we'll girls. We'll dig in. You know what I'm saying? We'll dig in. Literally. Okay. So I guess I'd, I like to finish my podcast with the same two questions I ask everyone. Mm-hmm. So the first one is, what is a book, resource, podcast, or something that has like fundamentally changed your life? Changed my life personally, Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin. Mm. That is, James Baldwin is the exact type of writer that I can only aspire to be. Mm -hmm. And whenever I'm creatively drained, like I'll read that book in particular. Yeah. um, And it just fills me. I like that. I like also knowing that you can go back to something like that. Oh, for sure. That's the beautiful thing about Okay, the final thick question I ask is, finish this sentence with something that you want other people, particularly young people, to know. You are too smart for... You are too smart for self-doubt. I love that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Do you have me. any other parting words? Where can everyone find you? Well, this is so fun. Thanks for having me. You Anytime. can find me at Cashmere Tote. That's cashmere like the fabric, tote light tote bag. Wait, how did you come up with that name? It was, I had a first date with someone like four years ago and he asked me what object I think describes my essence. And I said the cashmere tote bag. Wow. Like needlessly luxurious, (laughs) but still functional. And I I liked how it sounded, cashmere tote. Mm -hmm. So cashmere tote on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, we still have it. Yeah. Um, and tote.com for the column. For the column? Okay, mm-hmm. lovely. I'll make sure column and book subscribe. updates. I'm excited. Like, share, subscribe. Yay! <laughs> okay, all right. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Too Smart for This. I am so grateful that you took the time out of your day to take a listen to these conversations. If you're looking for more content, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Two Collective. And don't forget to follow me, your host, Alexis Barber, on the Gram TikTok as well. Don't forget, you can also watch our solo episodes on YouTube. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel, Alexis Barber. And we do a weekly giveaway of PR products or Amazon gift cards cards to girls who leave great reviews down below. So please make sure to leave your reviews and follow us on Instagram to be notified in case you win. And with that, do not forget that you are too smart to not love yourself and see you in the next episode.